Hey everybody, this is Kylie Gable. Welcome to another episode of the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. Um, I didn't know if we were going to get this one in. We're kind of late setting this up tonight. But, um, well, let's start with some film history. Um, one movie that um, meant a lot to me when I found it on an old VHS tape in a blockbuster video in the year 2006, maybe, I was fresh out of college, and I really, really was trying to make sense of the forced feminization, femdom, all that stuff I'd experienced, and realizing there were ways that I was very kinky. And this video, which was, I think, mostly originally a movie to be shown at drive-in theaters, um... It really, it it opened my eyes. And it was uh, suddenly like, oh, female domination and bondage and all that stuff. I like it. Um, And so 1977, it's called Death Game. And it starred Sandra Locke, who later married Clint Eastwood. Uh, The movie is actually available completely. The whole movie is available on YouTube. And... Basically, in the movie, a couple of hippie chicks... Okay, it's 77. It's supposed to be a true story, which just makes it more hysterical. Knock on this guy's door in a rainstorm. He's happily married. His wife's out of town. And they proceed to seduce him and then trash his place. They kill somebody. And um, basically, um, it's got some amazing femdom scenes they tie him up not once but twice and um they it's 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 a horrible movie but it's a horrible great movie so we fast forward ahead to 2015 and eli roth famous for hostile remakes the exact same movie uh his it's got it stars keanu reeves and it's got his wife in it an actress named Lorenza in, Lorenza Izzo, who I've never seen before. Oh, smoking hot. And the movie, again, not terribly great, but it is great for what it is. It's called Knock Knock. So if you want to see Keanu Reeves getting humiliated, tied up, assaulted, all this stuff by these two sexy women, I recommend it. That one isn't available in its entirety on YouTube, but you can find it pretty cheap to rent. Um, to stream, or a lot of the sexy scenes are on YouTube by themselves. Okay, so after I saw the remake of Knock Knock, it suddenly occurred to me that that was a great premise for a feminization story. And so that is the story that Shayla Aspasia has read for today. It's called Party Favor. And again, it's two girls who uh, come into a guy's house, and the main plot is that they do this repeatedly with different guys, and it is how they raise their rent money. A guy becomes the party favor, and there is a lot of forced buy. Most of it's implied, but there is some that actually happens in the story, quite a bit. There is a lot of bondage and humiliation and femdom and all those great things, um, and definitely some strap-on play, too. So... Um, this is one of my, probably my more hardcore stories, but, um, the clip won't be. And I definitely think that, um, 
If you've been looking for some edgier stuff from me, this is probably the edgiest story I've done. So, a great read again by Shayla, and I hope you enjoy it. It is called Party Favor, and uh, we're going to play it right after this brief message. No, you're right. Come on, let's have some fun. He was suddenly decisive. You're right, I do need to chill out and relax more. This may be my last chance. The marijuana had been sitting around, hidden away for a long time, as Allison was just particularly anti-drugs, so Andrew never found much of a chance to light it up with her around. This is one of the things that he had missed from his past single life if they took the relationship on to the next stage. Olivia took the bag of grass from him and eyed it suspiciously, opened the small bag and sniffed it. She took a pinch and rubbed between her fingers, looking him in the eye and asked, Just how old is this stuff? Huh? Probably a couple months or so, admitted Andrew. About a year or two, I'd say. It's completely dried out. No sell-by date on grass, live, but we probably won't get much of a hit if it's that old. The THC isn't as strong if it's too old, Lucy informed knowledgeably. That's the bit that gives you the high. It'll still do the job, replied Andrew defensively. How do you know? When did you last have some, Olivia asked, taking a seat and holding out her hand to the small pipe, quickly filling it from the bag. She clearly knew what she was doing. Got any beers? We're probably going to need a drink, as dry as this is. She inquired as she struck a match in one hand and held it over the bowl, inhaling deeply. He could tell both of the girls were probably more experienced and on the wilder side of life than he was. He probably shouldn't be hanging out with them, but then this might be the last weekend before settling down with Allison. So he was sure going to give it all he had. He quickly returned to the three bottles of beer, sat on the sofa, and handed them around. The girls could tell that he was quite nervous. Obviously, he wasn't used to chilling out, drinking beer, and getting high. Aw, Andy, don't be so nervous. You just need to chill. We really appreciate the effort, cooed Olivia, passing the pipe, scooting up to him, and wrapping her arms around his neck. Um, Olivia, I don't think this is a good idea, warned Andrew, trying to remove her arms. He was torn between his sense of propriety and having a near-naked girl dressed only in a towel cuddling up to him. Don't you remember, Liv? smirked Lucy. Andy here has a girlfriend. Aw, oh, that's too bad, pouted Olivia. She whispered quietly into his ear. So, you can tell me, is it serious between you and her? He could feel her warm breath on his cheek. Her towel had slipped a bit, and now it did little to hide her stunning figure. The skin still glistened from the storm. God, she even smelled great, like a wildflower and fresh-cut grass after a summer shower. Don't worry about her, he gasped. Oh, you naughty boy, you, she teased. What's that they say when the cat's away, added Lucy. No, no, it's not like that. We're actually thinking of breaking up, or at least I am. Things just don't seem to be working out. They're getting a bit too serious for me. I want to stay a free spirit, lied Andrew. You're pulling our chain. Told you he was gay, said Lucy, taking another deep hit from a pipe and releasing a cloud of smoke straight at Andy's head. No, really, I'm in the middle of writing her a letter and everything, coughed Andrew. A letter? You're going to break up with your girlfriend by mail? Both girls scoffed incredulously. No, of course not. It's on my laptop. I'm just putting all my thoughts together so that I can tell them to her later, he explained. Well, I'm sure you'll do a great job. 
But if you're not actually attached, then there's no reason we can't have a little fun, is there? She winked. Um, I guess not, said Andrew, looking nervous. Excellent, said Lucy, taking the seat on the other side of him and leaning over to kiss him deeply. Andrew could not believe his luck. He had never been with a woman as hot as either of these two, let alone both of them at the same time. They were soon all entwined and entangled together on the couch. Both girls made sure to pay him plenty of attention, but what really turned him on was watching the two of them making out together. I think our Andy is a bit of a voyeur. Do you like watching us together, teased Olivia, before deliberately taking Lucy's right nipple in her mouth and sucking on it hard? Oh, I do, I do, admitted Andrew, almost panting. You are both so sexy. Since you were generous enough to share your pot with us, I'm going to share our stash with you, said Lucy, offering him a little orange pill. What is it? asked Andrew, eyeing it. It's a little orange pill, obviously, she said. Yes, but what is it? What does it do? he questioned again. Nothing bad, I promise, replied Olivia. You'll love it. I'd like to know what it is, though, repeated Andrew firmly. You'll see, purred Lucy. Don't you trust us? She gave him her best hurt feelings look. Andrew took the pill and examined it, as if it might tell him what it was. Eventually, he realized both of them were watching him. Waiting expectantly, mentally shrugging, he popped it in his mouth and swallowed. Grabbed his beer and washed it down with a large swig. He looked around as though something momentous might happen immediately. There you go, said Olivia. I think you'll like the ride. I... I don't feel anything, said Andrew nervously. Give it a chance, silly, assured Lucy. It was probably twenty minutes or so before he felt anything. In that time, he had had a couple of tokes on the pipe and finished his beer. The first thing he noticed was that his whole body suddenly felt really heavy, especially his head and arms. Then he seemed to be completely enveloped in a thick fog. It wasn't an unpleasant feeling, just weird. He then had a sensation of floating. The heavy feeling was gone, and he was practically rising up and floating away. But he also found that trying to focus on anything was incredibly difficult. He shook his head, trying to clear his vision. But it did no good, and he remained foggy-headed. Oh, I think it's working, giggled Olivia. Andrew was scarcely able to concentrate on anything as the girls took his hands and led him uncomplaining into the master bedroom. They put him on the bed before climbing on each side of him. Olivia was kissing his mouth, which felt utterly amazing, but somehow left his brain even more disconnected. On his other side was Lucy, was playing with his hairless chest, her touch soft but tantalizing. Mmm, we've got ourselves an Andy sandwich, said Lucy. When he woke sometime later, he was surprised to find that most of his clothes had gone and he was apparently sporting a very firm erection, which Lucy was currently riding whilst wearing nothing but a mint green nightie he was sure belonged to Allison. It was his favorite piece of lingerie that she owned, which was why he recognized it. But at this moment, it was barely managing to contain Lucy's much larger boobs. His head was still up in the clouds as he squinted to try to adjust to the light flooding the master bedroom from an open window. Hey, welcome back, sleepyhead, said Lucy, without pausing her gyrations on top of him. 
Good morning, Andy, chirped Olivia enthusiastically, snapping another action picture of the two of them on her phone. No, he groaned. Stop this. What's wrong? said Lucy. This. You have to stop. Why? It feels good, and you know what they say if it feels good. Go with it, finished Olivia. It must be good. But, but I have a girlfriend, he moaned, and couldn't help thrusting with his pelvis. Oh, no, not that again, sighed Olivia. You've really got to make up your mind and stick with it. We thought you'd made up your mind right before you fucked both of us last night. What? I didn't. I couldn't have. Oh, my God, he cried. Yep, you sure did, replied Lucy, nodding her head, enthusiastically resuming her riding motion. Look, this is all wrong, he said, suddenly noticing that, like Lucy, Olivia was wearing Allison's lingerie. In this case, a little peach-colored baby doll that looked amazing against her olive skin. Oh, please, you need to leave, he moaned. That's not very friendly. I thought we were having fun, pouted Olivia. I'm sorry, he said firmly, rising up and resting on his elbow. But it's got to stop now. You need to take my girlfriend's things off and leave immediately. Well, we can do that if that's what you really want, Andy, said Olivia sweetly. Are you sure that's what you really want? Oh, by the way, I finished your letter for you. What letter? The one you were writing to Allison, telling her you wanted to end the relationship. I think I found just the right tone. Made it sound so much more final, smiled Olivia. No, he groaned, throwing his head back. Lucy was still bouncing on him, lost in her own world of sexual satisfaction. I bet she'd like to see some pictures of Lucy and me, or maybe all of us together, she suggested. That's a great idea, grunted Lucy. Andrew braced himself, then jerked hard, throwing Lucy right off of him. She hit the floor next to the bed with a loud thud, laughing all the time. He leapt out of the bed and rushed at Olivia, but she had already taken off and was sprinting down the hallway before his feet touched the floor. Behind him, he could hear Lucy rolling around, cackling on the floor. It was a manic sort of sound that sent chills quivering down his spine. Just who were these two? He had innocently let in his own home and life. He could hear loud thumps as Olivia ran down the basement stairs. Racing down closely after her, he entered the man cave that was his pride and joy. His personal and private space. It was a large room with a 72-inch flat screen television. He and his friend watched various sports, mainly football or basketball. There were various game consoles on the floor beneath, a large comfortable sofa, and a couple of armchairs. He also had his personal computer equipment set up. Come on, Olivia, called out Andrew, listening carefully and trying to zero in on her location. This has gone far enough. I want you to delete those photos. I don't believe you sent that email, but I can only be pushed so far. This is my life you two are messing with now, and I don't appreciate it. Getting no response, he continued further into the room, looking carefully for those women who seemed determined to destroy his life. Without warning, he heard vaulting up the stairs. She must have been hiding right underneath them. He cursed himself for not checking there as he lurched back towards the stairs. In desperation, he threw himself at her fleeing body, just managing to grab a hold of her left ankle. But as his hand closed on her ankle, she kicked out and he landed hard on the stairs. 
Winded from his landing, he lost his grip on her ankle, and she quickly raced up the stairs, pausing at the top. She turned and gave him a mocking laugh before closing and locking the door behind her. Stumbling up the stairs, he got to the top seconds later, only to find the door firmly locked. He slammed all his weight into the wooden door, but found it wouldn't budge an inch, and all he achieved was a sharp pain in his shoulder. Ignoring his shoulder, he pounded loudly on the door, crying out, This isn't funny. Open this damn door right now. Oh, I think it's funny, replied Olivia from the other side of the door. What about you, Luce? This is my house, he bellowed. I do believe Andy Pandy is becoming a touch angry, chirped Lucy. You're damn right I am. When I get out of here, I'm calling the police and I'm having you both of you fucking arrested. Oh, you're going to report a fucking? asked Lucy. Because you did some magnificent fucking last night. Both of us. You'll want to report that, won't you? He could hear Olivia laughing at Lucy's joke. It seemed slightly manic and lasted much longer and louder than seemed natural. These girls were clearly insane and now they had him locked in his own basement. Andrew gave in to his rage banging and slamming against the door for all he was worth. But his efforts were futile. The sturdy door remained stubbornly unmoved by his efforts. Frustrated, he sat on the stairs and tried to collect his thoughts. Somehow, he simply had to get those girls out of his house. There were still a couple of days before Allison got back. But even so, who knew what evil they could get up to in those two days? Andrew was never very mechanically inclined. He did have a nice toolbox which he kept in the basement, but it was mainly for show. Being a man, he felt he had to own a toolbox, though changing a light bulb was about as DIY as he got. However, he was desperate, so he determined to use any and all the tools at his disposal and force his way out. He knew he had to throw the tormentresses out. There was no way to take the door off the hinges with it closed, but he figured he could at least get the lock off and see where that left him. It took much longer than he hoped, but eventually, after an hour, he was finally able to get the door open. The afternoon sun was shining through the blinds of the kitchen as he emerged, but the house seemed ominously quiet. Andrew hoped with all his heart that the girls had finally left. Spotting the bathroom door was half open, he crept up to it, peering inside. The room looked empty, but from a small earlier strain, he was feeling a type of caution that bordered on paranoia. Stepping cautiously inside, he reached out and threw back the shower curtain. He gave a huge sigh of relief at seeing the shower was empty as the rest of the bathroom. Creeping his way back to the bedroom, his hopes were suddenly dashed. He could see Olivia sitting at the vanity with her back to the door. Her head was buried in her hands and she didn't even seem to notice him as boldly as he entered the room. Okay, I'm calling the police. If I were you, I wouldn't be here when they arrive. Still, Olivia seemed to have been struck deaf as she completely ignored him. He took two steps forward, calling out, Olivia? In his most forceful voice, 
but still she didn't move. Angered and puzzled by her seemingly passivity, he reached out, grabbing her shoulder to turn around to face him, shouting, I'm serious, you need to get the fuck out of here right now. As she turned to face him, she quickly brought her hand up, holding an aerosol can, spraying him right in the face. Whatever the contents of the can, this wasn't a light misting, but a direct stream right into his face. The unexpected chemical attack took him completely by surprise, leaving him coughing and wheezing, vainly trying to regain his breath. His eyes stung horribly, and he was completely blinded. Now you smell all pretty too, Andy, chirped Olivia, just before Lucy came bounding from the hallway, throwing herself at the stunned victim. If he hadn't been desperately recovering from the previous attack, he might not have been bowled over by the smaller woman's body tackle. But caught blindsided and off balance, he was knocked over. Does Miss Andy's girlfriend wear pantyhose or stockings? inquired Lucy, politely. Getting up and slapping Andy's thigh in the process. I'll check and see, replied Olivia digging through Allison's lingerie door while Lucy held him down by simply sitting on him. Finally emerging, holding up about a dozen pairs of pantyhose. I struck the mother load. Toss me some, called Lucy. Let's have some fun. No, he bellowed, trying to throw Lucy off his back. Still blind and coughing and only dimly aware of his surroundings, he was easily subdued. They rolled him over and Lucy sat on the back of his thigh while Olivia twisted his arms painfully up behind him. Lucy leaned on them, trying to hold them in place while Olivia selected a pair of pantyhose to bind them tightly. His arms were soon tied with his wrist held up between his shoulder blades. His ankles were crossed. He was tied securely. He struggled futilely for a while until realizing his helplessness and cried out, Oh, please, what more do you want with me? I don't have any money to give you. Oh, Andy, Andy, you shame us. We're not thieves. We don't want your money. Just a little fun with you, Lucy shook her head sadly. You could sure use a bit of fun. You're much too serious. Let's move him up on the bed a bit, suggested Olivia. The two young women pushed and pulled him until he was lying in the middle of the bed, where Lucy tied a slip knot around his neck and attached it to the headboard, while Olivia bound his ankles to the footboard. Then they wadded up a pair of pantyhose and stuffed them into Andrew's mouth, tying them in place with another pair. Yet another pair was pulled over his head and his legs wound over around his eyes and mouth plunging him into the darkness and leaving him unable to make any more than an unintelligible moaning sound. I'll keep him company if you want to use the shower first, offered Lucy. Sure, that'd be great, replied Olivia. I think his girlfriend has some real nice things that should fit me pretty well. Andrew's eyes bugged out and he thrashed about on the bed hearing this. Lucy leaned over him and patted him condescendingly on the head. Aw, don't fight it, little Andy. 
You ain't going nowhere just yet. Oh, I know. It's not fair, is it? teased Lucy. We're so mean to you, aren't we? But, you see, this really is all for you. We're going to have a little party, and you're the guest of honor. Won't that be great? Mmm! I can feel that you're getting all excited, little Andy, chuckled Lucy. He could feel her next to him on the bed, cuddling up close and gently stroking his hair. He was becoming genuinely terrified now, no longer worried what Allison might say when she found out. Now his fear was for his actual survival. Half an hour later, Andrew's arms had gone numb from his weight on top of them, and he was beginning to get cramp pains. He was frantically trying to bring this to Lucy's attention. She was using his body as a pillow when Olivia emerged from the bathroom. Lucy called out, Wow, girl, you look amazing. Okay, you're up next, said Olivia, but I don't know what there is in there that will actually fit you. The little girlfriend doesn't seem to be overly well endowed up top. Your girlfriend was actually a girl, wasn't she? Not really a TG guy underneath, huh? Lucy asked. It would explain a lot. Andrew didn't even dignify the question with a response. I'm sure I'll find something. Besides, I have scissors if I need to make a few small adjustments. So, how are you doing? asked Olivia, making the bed bounce as she plopped herself down on it. Mmm! Mmm-mmm! Is that gag bothering you? asked Olivia. Mmm! Well, I can take it off if you're willing to cooperate. But if you try anything, I'll be very disappointed. And then, you'll be very sorry. Do you understand? Andrew nodded his head emphatically, and Olivia quickly removed the black pantyhose that had both blindfolded him and kept the gag in place. She helped him dislodge the wadded pantyhose from his mouth, and he spent a few minutes stretching his aching jaw while allowing his eyes to adjust to the light flooding into the room. When he could finally focus, he saw Olivia sitting over him in Allison's sheer brown mini-dress. He had to admit that while it looked great on his girlfriend, it looked a thousand times better on her. Why are you do... Andy began, but was immediately interrupted by Olivia's long, slim index finger, resting over his lips. Hush. Don't talk now. No questions. I didn't take the gag out so you could start jabbering away. I have a party to get ready for. A party? What did I just tell you? She snapped. If you must know, we've invited a few of our closest friends over here for a party, and you are going to be the guest of honor. Moving over to Allison's vanity table, she began to touch up her makeup. He had to admit that despite being clinically insane, she was undeniably beautiful. He was entranced by the sight of her sitting in front of the mirror, putting on her makeup, a fact that wasn't lost on her. Enjoying the show, aren't you? Mm-hmm. He coughed and looked away. Look, you need to go. I don't know how I can ever explain all this to Allison. You're going to wreck my life. And yours. You're going to end up in jail. Hey, kiddo, you ain't seen nothing yet, she replied completely unmoved and carefully applying more lipstick. Besides, weren't you breaking up with what's her name anyway? 
Hey, did you miss me? Asked Lucy, entering the bedroom, wearing a silver slip dress. She was practically spilling over the top of the dress made for a woman at least two cups smaller than her. What do you think, Andy? Give him a little twirl. Take that off. That's not yours, demanded Andrew. Typical male, joked Lucy. All you ever care about is getting us out of our clothes. Andrew began to strain against his bonds, wondering just how strong they made the pantyhose these days. The girls could see him turn red and then purple as the ones around his neck began to strangle him. The girls laughed at his frustration but made no move to help him. Aw, poor Andy. He's all tied up, just like a good little bitch. Having fun? Olivia taking a soft makeup brush and dabbing blush over his nose and cheeks. Hey, Liv, remember that one guy we dressed up like a total bitch slut? Oh, I sure do. That was so much fun. What did we call him again? Sylvia, wasn't it? No, Sophia. What do you think? Would Andy here make a good slut for us? No, you goddamn bitches. Let me go. Just let me go. But you'd be such a pretty little slut. Come on, let's have some fun, coaxed Lucy. She'll need a new name. What about Angela, said Olivia. She stepped over to the vanity and picked up the scissors that Lucy had only just put back there. Andrew suddenly became very nervous at the sight of sharp scissors and tugged frantically on his bonds. Now, Angela, you need to stay completely still. You don't want me cutting any bits off of you, do you? She warned ominously. She was actually very competent with scissors, and in no time she had removed the rest of his clothes, leaving him totally naked and shivering. Oh, look, cried Lucy cheerfully at one point. He's got a cute little cockle. Don't cut that off a mistake, will you? It's so tiny, one snip and it'd be gone. Now what, he asked as they stood back inspecting him. Oh, don't be impatient. It's shaving time now, answered Lucy, rushing off to the bathroom for shaving cream and some razors. Oh, good. That's always fun, clapped Olivia. Doesn't that sound like fun, Angela? Go fuck yourself, barked Andrew. But instead of being intimidated, she just laughed and took an offered razor from Lucy. With Lucy doing his legs and Olivia doing his chest and armpits, Andrew soon had no hair below the neck. But the girls, they weren't finished. As he's been such an ungrateful bitch, let's do his head as well, suggested Olivia, as she spread a big handful of foamy shave cream onto Andrew's head, as if she was frosting a cake. No, don't shave my head, please, pleaded Andrew. It'll take forever to grow back. Sorry, but you were a bit grumpier earlier. And besides, that haircut you have simply won't work with this outfit we have planned for you. Soon she was clapping with glee at the side of Andrew's bald, shiny head. I loved you in Star Trek, Mr. Stewart, she quipped. Taking a bottle of bright red nail polish, the two girls carefully painted his toenails while his feet were bound tightly to the foot of the bed. Then with a bit more difficulties he tried to resist, they managed to do the same with his fingernails. They did this by untying one arm at a time, leaving the other bound to the headboard, then forced him to extend it flat on the bed, 
one of them would kneel on his arm while leaning on the back of the hand, pressing it down on top of a large book. He couldn't move his arm or hands as they took turns painting his nails. Once his toes had dried, they worked a pair of Allison's sheer pantyhose up his legs to his hips. Angela has such great legs, teased Olivia. They're going to look so sexy wrapped around some lucky guy tonight, agreed Lucy. Andrew groaned audibly, but was no longer putting up any resistance. He simply lay passively, as all his earlier struggles had been in vain. That's it, little Angela, said Olivia. Just lay back and let your aunties take care of you. Lucy slid a pair of black lace pennies up Andrew's legs, and then a pair of Allison's strappy heels were placed on his feet. Allison's shoes were a little tight on him, but he could just about get his feet into him. Olivia tied his ankles very securely together, because they were going to have to be very careful with his arms if they were going to get a bra and dress him, and they weren't convinced by his passivity. Sure enough, as soon as his wrists were free, he made a grab for the stockings, holding his ankles together. Olivia reacted by slapping him hard across the face. Instantly stopping him in his tracks, he looked up as she stared at him in the eyes, barking sternly at him. No, now be a good girl, Angela. We don't want to hurt you. The force of Olivia's blow was more startling than painful, but it was her forceful attitude that started the tears rolling down Andrew's cheeks. Lucy held him close to her breast, rocking him back and forth as if comforting a newborn. While she was soothing him, Olivia quickly strapped the padded bra around his chest and then added a black lace dress over it. He now felt so humiliated not only to be wearing the sexiest dress that his girlfriend owned, which incidentally fit him perfectly, but also to be so easily taken by the beautiful Olivia. Next, the girls led him over to the vanity where his wrists were again tied behind his back so that he wouldn't interfere while Lucy did his makeup. She was clearly trying to make him look sexy, even wanton, with bright red lipstick, long black eyelashes, and smoky eyelids. Olivia took Allison's favorite perfume and absolutely doused him in it. No woman would ever put on that much perfume, but there really wasn't anything Andrew could do about it. Wow! I think you've made our little girl look all grown up, said Olivia. Oh, it's nothing, replied Lucy. I just brought out her inner slut. It wasn't hard to do. Okay, out to the living room with you. Quick now, barked Olivia again. Our guest will be arriving soon. He looked at her, down to his steel-bound ankles, and back to her again. She just kept staring at him until he realized that they weren't going to untie him. He stood up and hopped into the living room. With bound hands and feet, hopping wasn't easy. But with one woman on either side, each holding up one arm, they supported him and soon had him seated on the couch with his ankles resting on the coffee table. That's right, Angela, said Olivia, pointing out his reflection in a mirrored cabinet on the side of the room. You're one hot slut. That audio is available in its entirety. It's about an hour long, and it is smoking hot. And it is available at Clips for Sale. There's a link in the description of this podcast. Um, 
I wanted to take a moment to thank Kimberly, one of our listeners. Um, I, I really appreciate feedback. You know, there's a way to do it through the podcast, or you can just email me at Kylie Gable, K-Y-L-I-E-G-A-B-L-E at yahoo.com. I am really trying to see what works on this podcast, so getting your feedback is really crucial for me. Also, of course, please leave some feedback. Give me those five stars or four stars. If you don't like it quite up to four stars, maybe don't leave that. But please leave feedback. And there's all sorts of ways you can support myself and the women who do the voiceovers. One great way is just by hitting clips for sale, hitting Audible, hitting Amazon, and buying our stuff. That, that's big. So next week, I expect we're definitely going to have an interview coming up. I think it might be somebody new who has not been on here, but has done several audios for me. And uh, we'll have a lot more stories coming your way. I hope everybody's staying safe. I've been a little worried about my mom this weekend. Um, or this week, I should say. We, this weekend, we just found out that the, the retirement home she's in has... Uh, 11 cases of the coronavirus, including two fatalities. So this has me, of course, really worried. Um, not to end on a downer, um, but hopefully you're all staying safe and healthy. And uh, I'll be back next week. I hope you will be too.